So, the polymorph thing is one of those, like, great, great, like, options that I know a lot of people love to munchkin around with. And I think it was done a lot more in, like, Pathfinder, where it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to make a specific build so I can just become a genius Tyrannosaurus Rex with magic powers. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I think if you build towards that with that in mind and you're just like, I'm going to be dinosaur guy, my entire gimmick is dinosaurs. It could be fun in a flavor sense as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know there was like uh, the famous pun pun character in the past where it was like a build of like canon D&D stuff where I think it was that like level three, you could power yourself up enough with enough time to kill God. (laughs) Hi. I, a very JRPG approach, but I approve. Oh, just a, like, did you all ever play Elder Scrolls Morrowind? Uh, I, I played it once on a friend's computer. So they let you make spells, and there's a law in the game where you could essentially uh, give yourself permanent stat enchantments. Uh, using a soul gem spell and targeting yourself and also enhancing one of your abilities. And so it's like, oh, well, you cast it on your intelligence or whatever enough times, and then you can just cast as many spells as you need. And when I I showed it to my brother, who's like five years older than me, he's like, oh, well, you know what I want to do? And he just pumped up all of his stats and was like, hey, I'm going to run into the final boss, hit him with one punch. Well, now the game's over. Let's go and kill all the other gods. And so he, like, goes to Vivet. He's <laughs> like, kills him with one punch. And the game's like, you have failed the game. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. You can't stop me. Like, I, most of my experience with uh, Morrowind was through uh, the venue of G4. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can promise you they didn't show that on cheat. That's because they're cowards. It is because they're cowards. I just heard about jumping to the moon in Morrowind. Oh, yeah. You, you, you had to jump to the moon because that's where one of the gods lived. Oh, I see. But that's if you were a fool who played the actual storyline mission and like in all Elder Scrolls games. Half the fun is just joining a faction, doing enough missions, and then you're tired of that character, so you make a new one. Or sometimes you try and clear out every creature from the uh, caverns underneath the dwarven cities. I just get analysis paralysis and play a different game. I just, yeah, I, I forget where I broke off of Skyrim when I got it for the Switch during the first year of Pandemic. And it's like, yeah, I've thought about going back. I just don't want to deal with Todd. Anyways, let's roll the music. game master i you see him sometimes they them and i got distracted by a post about 
The D&D campaign I'm in. I'm the Dungeon Master. Hi, uh, I'm Gar Atkins, but most people call me Sahoni. I play Dodger Kelly, a wolf boy of sorts who's also a cleric of sorts. I'm thinking about the Bloodrave music from uh, Blade. I'm Jen. Uh, I use they, them pronouns. I'm the guest. I play Bell Oleander Leitner Aberbach. I forgot one of their names the last time. It's a lot of names. No, oh, that that was all. They're a, they're a, they're a, a witch who's uh, either about to die or murder something, <laughs> depending on how the dice go. Yeah. All right. So we open with Strahd touching Dodger mm-hmm. and saying, enjoy a taste of power. And uh, does Strahd turning into what you're going to turn into? Oh, uh, so... I mean, if you want me to do it, I can. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. D- you do it. You, uh, you got the stuff. So black tendrils of energy leave Strahd's hands and sort of dig into Dodger whose, like, back seems to break as he is forced into a lupine configuration as he starts to grow into this, like, 10-foot-tall, like, 20-foot-wide wolf. All of his armor and equipment molds into him, and all of a sudden, in the place where Dodger had been, is a very, very big wolf. A guardian wolf. Very big puppy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I am uh, apparently what's called a guardian wolf, which is uh, rad, and largely I chose it because of the name. Uh- <laughs> and so that was Strahd's turn. Uh, Oleander, you just saw the wolf guy turn into a massive wolf. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Out there living his dream. <laughs> Uh, uh, you are currently facing off against the Niyogi captain. No chance that uh, he's distracted by the wolf boy turning into a large... Uh, you know, I think he is. I think he is. Can I roll a little stealth check to see if I could... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, roll uh, an attack and I'll let you add stealth. I got a 16 on the stealth. Yeah, just roll your attacks. Sorry, what? Uh, roll your attacks to hit. Yeah. Okay, so that was a 10 on... Well, am I... I'm not stealthed going in. Do I have advantage? You have advantage. You have advantage. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Because uh, that was a 10 and a 12, and I don't think that does it. Um, is 21 for the rapier. That hits. And uh, miss from the short sword. All right, roll that rapier damage. So we've got five damage plus my sneak attack, which is eight. So that's 13 total. Um... And then I'm going to use my um, Whales from the Grave mm-hmm. uh, on just... Uh, are there any spiders that are, like, attacking my friend or seem... Uh, yeah, especially because uh, Sohoni... Or especially now because Dodger is a giant wolf and the spirit guardians have faded away as a result. Oh, no. <laughs> They're replaced by one big dog. <laughs> Then I'm I'm going to uh, pick the pick a spider at random mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, deal it. That's eight damage to it and another eight to the um, captain spider. So all right, twenty one total to him. Uh, twenty one total to the captain. Mm-hmm. He is looking pretty beaten up, and he looks at you and says, "You can't be winning that easy, Haas." 
and is going to try and cast fear on you. Intriguing. What's that do? I'm double-checking because I don't remember if you had a random resistance against fear. Feels like I should. <laughs> yeah, like just innately from being from this plane. You know, that's 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 life. All right, I am going to need you to make a uh, wisdom save. Oh boy. Mm, that's six. Six. So. I'm not wise. No, uh, you are frightened though, which means that on your turn, you're going to have to try and take your full action to move away from this creature until uh, it does not have a line of sight on you. Sure. Dodger! Uh... I think Dodger like spends a second kind of reorienting uh, to his new body, which I think the part that intrigues him the most about this is how not different it is from his normal form. Uh, at least kind of eh, 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 like from a sensory level. Also, uh, Mihabla, uh, Elvish. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like how all guardian wolves speak Elvish. Yeah, they speak common and Elvish, according to this. <laughs> Thanks, D&D Beyond. D&D Beyond, Elvish. Um, so he is going to look uh, look at this big crab, and he's going to make a seafood buffet out of this thing. He's going okay. to uh, roar and launch himself. Just this big kind of uh sleek black wolf like a shadow and he's gonna make a bite and a claw attack hell yeah double attacks uh well to hit he rolled a 15 plus 8 uh 23 that's a hit okay that's gonna be a d10 plus uh six as far as like damage goes and Mm -hmm. then you have to make a strength check or be knocked prone let's see what that is uh, not so much damage. Um, I did, it is uh, going to be 10 total, though. Yeah, that's fine. He does fail the strength check, so he is knocked prone. Nice. Well, I have a claw attack now. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a plus another. Oh, that's a 26. That's a hit. This is going to be 2d8 plus 6. Uh, chomp a chomp. I'm going to go at this thing like my dog goes after his fox plush, uh, which is to fling it around in the air and look very proud of himself. Uh, that's 16 total. Uh, yeah, uh, 16 damage? Yes. All right, yeah, you take a big chomp out of him. And then it is the swarm's turns, and the Niyogi are uh, distracted, and they are going to attack you, the big dog, now. So I'm going to see... Does my sword still exist, or has it been a minute? Uh, it's... Uh, you are no longer concentrating on it. Okay. Uh, so your armor class is only a 14 now. Mm-hmm. And uh, only two of those attacks are going to hit you, but that is going to be a total of... Uh, 16 damage coming at you. Okay. From two of the Neogi. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to kind of keep track of the health, uh, on a separate piece of paper here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, because they were distracted and there's now a giant wolf that's sort of absorbing some of this radiant energy, uh, the werewolves have been able to reunite and they are able to make a more successful attack back onto the... Yeah, 
uh, hell yeah, werewolf pack being led by me. This is, ah, uh, <laughs> this is the energy I want in my life, just all the time. And so we are back up to the top. It is Strahd's turn, and he is going to uh, fly up and is going to see if he can lay hands upon the captain. And he can lay hands on the captain, and then he is going to try and make a uh, second attack. He's going to use his legendary ability to re-roll that. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so Strahd flies up, and you see, like, his skin starting to burn as he is, like, in the path of the radiant energy, and he grabs this captain by its neck and just chucks it into the portal. Ooh. And it is atomized by this radiant energy because, like, while positive energy heals you, there is a point where your cells basically go into, like, super fast life cycle mode. Yeah. And you just dissolve into nothing. And uh, that is what happens, unfortunately... The radiant energy is still on, coming from the ship. Oleander, you are no longer frightened because the person who spooked you died. That's right. Get caught. So we've got this portal. We've got Neogi everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's just clean up at this point? Well, and there's the uh, the ship, which yeah. is what is powering the portal. Ah. So how do we deal with that? Where is that? Uh, it's floating maybe another 30 feet above the, uh, like, castle. Ooh. What's your jump like, my friend? Oh, my jump? Um, who? Uh, well, I have a speed of 60 feet. That's something. Uh, yeah, you'll be able to jump that if we want to. Uh, describe your badass way that you want to try and take down this castle, and we'll just drop out of combat. Okay. Oh, uh... I, I think I first of all I'm gonna uh I'm gonna kind of gesture for whoever wishes to ride me. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, uh, and then I am just going to just like triangle jump along the balconies mm-hmm. to try to get up to uh the ship. Uh, I don't know if you've played Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's mm-hmm. it's. It's like that uh, where you got Mi- uh, Midna at the one point and he just kind of leaps. Yeah. I'm kind of picturing this as like a Team Ico game. Yes. Okay. Just giant wolf running through this castle and heading up. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then uh, I'm I'm definitely going to uh, kind of... There, there's a bit of a corkscrew to the jump to, as if I'm trying to milk more momentum out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I uh, leap up towards the ship, like one claw out extended, you can kind of see uh, the outline against it, against, you know, maybe the moon or or this big portal that's been ripped out. Yeah. Yeah. Roll me a acrobatics check. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, And I'm using wolf stats. Yep. Okay. Just uh, plus two with advantage. Oh, uh, first one's 15, second one is 18. Yeah, so you go and you're able to, like, smash into that portal and you, uh, land, I think, skidding to a halt in, like, the main opening of this ship. Nice. And what the pair of you see is what looks to be 
this massive bloated insect, like one of these Niyogi that has just sort of puffed up like a tick filled with blood and is comparable in size to this wolf form and it doesn't even seem to be able to like recognize that either of you are here it's just kind of blindly grabbing things including other neogi and just eating it uh oleander what do you want to do oh goodness uh there are also controls for the ship up here not that you probably understand how to use them and uh should we kill it that's what i do i it's my wolf voice apparently i can speak common (laughs) Oh, you can at least understand common. I can at least understand common. It, I, it doesn't. It, it just says languages. <laughs> All right, I'd love to um, use my bonus action, or I guess we're not in combat even. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'd like to hex this horrible thing and then stab it. Yeah. So describe how you are. I'm double checking that I have the. I was going to say demonstrating this thing, but you're not throwing it out of a window. Uh, you are essentially lancing this thing. Yes. Just uh, gingerly poking. <laughs> so you like... A rapier into its fleshy pustule. <laughs> like you just blast it with some sort of red hex energy, and then you're just like stab your blade into it. Mm-hmm. And as you pull it out, there's like the inflatable tube leaking air like a as it just sort of falls apart collapsing under its own form <laughs> awful mm-hmm. uh it's just like killing a taxon and anamorphs sure <laughs> <laughs> uh stay tuned for my 12 part series the uh an oral history of the hork bajur Listen, listen, uh, when I get around to finding the time, I guess, to reread all of the Animorphs books, which could happen, I will, like, find whatever role-playing game system there is, and I will run a established property playhouse Animorphs. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Great Old One, which is sort of Neogi feed uh, various things and then the spawn kind of absorb abilities. So their plan mm. was presumably to feed Strahd into this and then there would just be an entire race of Neogi in charge of this nightmare domain. Oh, don't like that. Yeah, so... Very bad, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what do you want to do now that you are up on the ship? Oh, Okay. And this thing's taken care of, or it's being taken care of? Yeah, uh, it okay. is. It is uninflated clown on the ground. Oh, um, gonna look very sadly at it for a second. <laughs> Just, it's very unfortunate looking. Then I'm gonna look at the controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what do the controls look like, Luke? Uh, so it is like not too complicated space controls, but it's also I think something that Dodger, even in normal form, would have not ever considered being something that exists. No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. But what is? Oh, tell me, tell me the what buttons to I have in front of me at least. <laughs> you have two big ass paws. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I'm gonna slap them but i want to be able to visualize what's gonna happen when i slap these paws 
down on the abyss control and in a confused attempt to gain some control over my life in this situation. Uh, you are going to, uh, like, smash into these things. Like, these are made for, like, sort of insectoid spiders that are maybe, like, three or four feet tall normally, <laughs> and you yeah. are... I'm, I'm trying to be gentle. Like, I think I have the wisdom and awareness to know that, like... I'm trying to, uh, uh, that, like, uh, I'm big, this small, but, (laughs) (laughs) however. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, as soon as you put a bit of pressure on, you just hear a snapping sound, and then Uh (laughs) and there's a sense that two of these, or you have a sense that the ship is starting to uh, fall down, it is oh. probably going to fall against the like side of the mountain that the castle is built on. But uh, y'all need to get the heck out. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I are are you still attached to me, or do I need to like grab you while it while I run? Yeah, I'll hop back on. <laughs> okay, hop back on. Uh, I will gently grasp it <laughs> and run. And uh, roll me an athletics check. Okay. Oh, please don't. I've been tempting fate with good numbers. Uh, ooh, okay. Um, not the best, but not terrible. Uh, okay, that is a 13. So with that 13, uh, you are able to, like, jump out and you do the sort of dog scrambling on the side. You're eventually able to get up Uh to the castle and, like, outside of the window... Strahd is staring as this ship, like, crashes into the pine trees below. And he snaps, and the polymorph on you ends. Uh, I'm going to stumble back, uh, backwards. Uh, or, well, I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm still on all fours, and that's gonna be a weird sensation. Uh, and then I'm just gonna fall back on my butt and look up and be kind of, uh, I guess panting, catching my breath because that's a lot of action in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and so uh, a door in the back of the castle opens, and uh, a man dressed as a very old butler uh, bids you to enter. Well, are you ready to meet the big man himself? Why not? Yeah, he's going to uh, dust himself off and uh, kind of straighten out his hood, uh, his hoodie, or not his hoodie, he's not wearing a hoodie. <laughs> a cloak. Fantasy hoodie. And yeah, it's it's a hood, it's ye old hoodie. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> um, And he's gonna like, and just go, uh, I'm not good with fancy things. And just step forward to do it. And the uh, butler just like summons a candle into his hand and guides you back into the great hall where you had been before. And Strahd says, I appreciate the speed at which you came to help after a long night of wandering my domain. Uh, It's very different than where I'm from. Uh, Forgive me if I got a bit lost. No, do do tell me, do tell me. Are are you hungry, either? I'm I'm fine. I think I had enough to eat. Didn't know. You-
served anything I could eat here. At, at that, I'm just kind of like scrunching my nose like I have a bad aftertaste in my mouth. He looks to uh, Oleander and says, In you, you look to be a bit anemic. I didn't know you served anything I could eat here. I am a good host. I am a lord of the land of Barovia. If you desire food, it is the least I can do. I make a sweeping, aggrandized bow. And he is suddenly next to you and leads you into a great hall where, like, unseen forces are just, like, readjusting the paintings and the furniture and are just, like, grabbing the uh, corpses of the various dead that are in here. He snaps and food starts to uh, be brought out. Additional unseen servants. The two of you travel through this land at a opportune time. What do you seek for here? A way home? Mm, Yes. The mists will no longer hold you if you are prepared to leave. Uh, I look at uh, Oleander just with a sense of concern. Are you going to be okay? That's so kind of you. Of course I will. You should ask for more, though. Oh, uh, I ain't much for fancy things, but uh, how about we just say, uh, call it a favor. And uh, if you see a way to pay me back later, feel free. And you, Oleander, uh, know that you have a friend in Waterdeep. Thank you, I'll remember that. Do you have a ghost problem there, or...? Uh, occasionally. We're not without our monsters. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Currently... There is a jerk who's just made of eyes, and I want to punch him in each of them. Made of... Well, that's something new. If I ever get tired of it here, maybe I'll see if I can't stab a couple eyes for you. I'd like that, and you'd have a place to stay if nothing else. I like that. Well, if you seek to exit the mist now, Dodger, you are free to do so, and I shall... Remember this. Uh, there are. Uh, there's another party here in my lands. Yeah, uh, they're not as helpful. I think you'll find. Would you like me to dispose of them? I think they'll f- uh, find a way to do that themselves. He stares at you for a moment. Yes, they will. And I, I think we just get a brief cutaway to the werewolf survivors just surrounding that entire party uh-huh. and cut away as the sounds of violence briefly disturb the quiet, quiet night. And now, Oleander, what what can Strahd do for you? You are a hunter of monsters of some renown. How about a, a weapon to kill your kind? <laughs> I enjoy this. He says, uh, it has been a long evening. Dawn is coming soon. I will grant you a place to stay, and tomorrow we shall enter the catacombs, and I shall get you a weapon of which my kind has been plagued with. That's very sporting. I shall make sure you come to no harm unless you seek a... Poor target. Give me a head start out of the castle and all that. Mm. Yes. Or if you seek to continue living with your sword, I will keep the mists open for you. Hmm. Uh, may I ask a question of you? Yes. Uh, so do you have any knowledge of uh, the celestial bureaucracy? No, 
I, uh, I cannot say that I have. I didn't think so. My domain is my own. If you seek further knowledge, there are those who have been blessed with the ability to learn more than I have. Well, then my own quest uh, lies elsewhere, I guess. I suppose it does. If you do ever return here, find a way to contact me before. Any any message sent in my land comes through me first. I am glad you did not need my hand, because you would be left dead upon the ground. I had a feeling that it was going to be a bad idea anyways. Mm -hmm. A little disappointed myself, but... Well, then, if you have all had your fill, I shall see you out, Dodger, and then I shall see you to your room, Oleander. Nice. Again, uh, thanks for the help. I don't think I could have gotten this far without you. You've been a wonderful uh, adventure, friend. Yeah. I I hope you uh, figure out how to live. I hope you find your family, wherever that might be. Hmm. Thank you. Maybe I will get out of here for a while. Let him calm down and forget about me for a while. And so I think we see a brief like montage of Strahd leading Dodger to the door and then showing Oleander to her room and like seeing a free-running Niyogi just grabbing it by its neck and snapping it before leaving you there for the night. And with that departure, we... Uh, cut back to Dodger walking back towards the mist. Is there anyone else you wanted to stop and see before you leave, or you're ready to get out of here? Uh, I think I think I'm ready to leave. I uh, I think he's gonna uh, if he can, he's going to leave a uh message in the in between. I don't know if he it's gonna get an, to anyone. But I think he's going to try to thank them about this, uh, thank whoever left him the sword and uh, a place to contact him if they have information about his family. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just kind of a please, if you know anything, uh, anything would be welcome. So uh, you send the message, but you don't quite feel like it connects to anyone. I didn't uh, think so. Uh, yeah, he's going to keep uh, heading towards Waterdeep, I guess. And you soon see, like, the ground that you aren't able to hear. You're sloshing into water down at the harbor of Waterdeep. <sighs> Portals are a mess. And you have come up onto the shore out near the south ward. Ugh. Uh, well, at least I'm someplace familiar. Ugh. I'm going to take off my, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to take off my uh, my cloak uh, and I'm just going to kind of like uh, toss it over the shoulder for now. Um, you know, new sword it, uh, uh, it being raised above my head as I kind of uh, wade back to uh, the shore mm-hmm. and uh, probably not head back home, but I'm going to uh, head some. I I want to head back to the the yawning portal and uh, see if there's any news and wait for the rest of the folk. Uh, so it takes you about a good hour to get there, especially with wet shoes. Yeah, of course. Like walking on the cobblestone streets of Waterdeep. Uh huh. And the portal is still in a 
reasonable amount of disarray. Like, there are signs that they are getting the construction done, needed to fully open it back. And uh, when you uh, get in, there is a half-elf sitting at a table that notices you and uh, just waves a hand for you to come over. I'm going to wave back and head over. Uh, roll me a, uh, roll me a intelligence check here. An int check? Okay. Well, I got a nat 20 on that. You recognize him. Oh. This is one of Kier's contacts in the Zentarum. Oh. Huh. And you quickly notice about four other people who now have you clearly in their lines of sights. Yep, they sure do. And that is where we end this week on RPG Pals Club. Okay. Welcome back to Waterdeep, Dodger. You had a big moment of success and just full-on dodgering, and now you've fully returned to Waterdeep. Yeah, and I was going to be excited. I was I was really excited. I was going to have like my, my post-time skip costume, like, all at the ready. It's going to... Uh, gonna be a new look, a new Dodger. <laughs> but hey, immediately. You may still need a new Dodger. Oh no. <laughs> and uh Jen, thank you for joining thank us you. for this arc. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Mm-hmm. We will find out what happens to Oleander Adventure of the Darkness. <laughs> and uh yeah, we'll be back next week with who knows what because life is full of a mystery and we have such a buffer now such a buffer hi i'm luke your game master you've been listening to rpg pals club at rpgpals.club uh but yeah we're available everywhere if you enjoy this podcast please let us know also we have a discord we have a twitter leave reviews we have a patreon but no one really uses that which you know it's it is fine uh but yeah we also all have some other projects i'm personally on twitter at coltrek that's k-o-l-t-r-e-g and if you're looking for a new show to listen to I am the producer of the new podcast, Tales from the Outlands, which is a podcast about a D&D campaign I'm in with 17 other players, plus our Dungeon Master. So it's the Dungeon Master, one of the other players, and then me as the producer, in a much more reserved personality, talking about this wild campaign we're in. And I've been Eric, a.k.a. Rhythm Bastard. You can find everything I do on my website, rhythmbastard.rocks. You can also give me money by getting my music at rhythmbastard.bandcamp.com and get my new music as I release it at patreon.com slash rhythmbastard. By the time you're listening to this, I have a game that I did music for called Retromania Wrestling, available February 26th. I'm Gina Dazer. Uh, you can find me online at Twitter, if you still use it, because it's full of interesting things every day at a dazer a-d-a-s-e-r or if you want to see some of the arts i'm working on i have patreon at gene underscore a dazer and you know just be good to each other watch some episodes of shinya shokudo the japanese version it's very good the ones on netflix are not the first three seasons so it's worth it to look it up it's just wholesome good slow experiences content it's just nice 
I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at frunding underscore loom. You can also hear me on the established property playhouse as Lem. We are doing a uh, Pokemon fun time campaign with our uh, game master Luke and our resident uh, crocodile Madison. Hi, I've been Sahoni, uh, also known as Gar Atkins, but you can find me on Twitter at Sahoni underscore stuff. That's S-A-H-O-N-I underscore stuff, where I work as a game designer and podcaster. You can catch me on my other podcast, uh, Barking Points Memo, which is a current events comedy podcast where we like look at the news and then we yell about it, but hopefully in a funny way. You can also uh, catch up with uh, the progress of my almost completely done book, uh, Exceptionals, which is an RPG inspired by X-Men about the spaces and communities that marginalized people made for themselves. And I'm, I'm basically just in the art phase right now, so I'm doing a lot of art streams lately. Would be fun to hang out and talk with y'all. Hi, my name's Madison Rowan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at QuipsterRecrew. Everything I do will be linked over there. You can also hear me on Luke's other podcast, the Established Property Podcast, as you heard before. I play Kaz. And you can also hear me on a podcast I do with my brother called Let's Make Something, a podcast about making stories from randomly generated words. I'm Jen Overstreet. You can listen to the Marvel RPG podcast that Luke and I made over at exiledpodcast.com. I'm sort of taking a break from Twitter, but I'm on the internet at Street Over Jen. I might post some knitting on Instagram.